Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Now, time to chat about things on the small screen uh, with uh, Sarah, Gillian and Alice. You're all very welcome and let's get straight into it because I can't really think of anything else to ask you about with normal people. It's me again. Uh, I know it's late to be calling and all that. I know you you probably don't want to talk to me or anything, but um, I was just calling to say that, um, that I miss you. See, I, uh, I, I, I can't really talk to anybody the way that I talk to you or anything like that. And, um, yeah, um, I don't really know what to say other than the fact that, other than the fact that I miss you and um, I really love you, Marianne. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Right, normal people. Um, it was episode of three and four last night. Sarah, you're watching this. I am indeed, and it has caused lots of debate and divide. Um, it's it's. I now I didn't. I only got around to watching the third episode last night, but as you heard in the clip there, that Connell and Marianne, it's at their debs, and things have kind of come to a halt. The first and second episode, you know, was kind of them getting together and how that all played out. And now that they're both, you know, um, they're both off to college, they're both going to Trinity and they're in the aftermath of that. So, you know, it's really caused such such debate and I haven't seen a television show cause this much debate, you know, on airwaves. Debate about what? Uh, Well, there was a very, um, the first two episodes were very... um, I suppose there was a lot of sex scenes in, in the first two episodes and lots of people, there were, I think, 37 informal complaints to RT about that. Um, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. They, um, it was on national oh. airwaves. There was debates. Um, apparently, people weren't happy with it. Um, I would take an opposite view and say that it's actually a very healthy approach to showing about you know, consent and being realistic about what it is like. Um, And I think, to be honest, that point overshadowed a lot of the points that the show got right, which is, you know, a portrayal of secondary school at a particular time. I mean, I felt like I was back at my old secondary school um, because I felt like, you know, the the certain groups and the certain cliques and that sort of thing. Um, Well, I have to say that the primary reason I would have complained was exactly that. Brought me back to my angst-ridden teenage years. I mean... But it was captured so well. And that's what was really, really well done. Even the the landscape, you know, it's rural Ireland. Um, It's not, you know, the usual where it's a big city, you know, Dublin, London, New York, people from the countryside, like, you know, from myself, from Tipperary, you can identify with that. And that's what they did so well. But unfortunately, I think that the the relationship between Marianne and Connell and it was quite, um, it, was, it is quite graphic and explicit um, in the content. Um, and I suppose it might, mightn't be everyone's cup of tea but I do think that it's it's to ignore it is just naive and but, I mean is it an inaccurate portrayal of modern life or are teenagers having sex oh absolutely yeah uh, like I mean it would be so it would be wrong to say that they aren't of course they are um, and it's not a new phenomenon either I think they definitely are um, but it's about you know making sure and I think anything to contribute to a healthy discussion about consent and about 
you know, having adopting a positive, healthy relationship with it, um, you know, and I think that's a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, and if people don't like it, I, I would say just turn the TV off. Have you been watching it, Alice? No, I haven't, but I've heard about it. Um, you know, uh, and I'm kind of thinking, will I watch it or won't I watch it? Ah, it's good. It's very uh, good. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I think that it's a bit prudish to be complaining about something that's so relevant in this day and age, you know, which is it, it, having that normal, healthy attitude to sex and everything else. Like, you know, complaining about how it's put out. It just seems to be like we're back in the 1950s. Do you know what I mean? It is being broadcast uh, well after the watershed, isn't it? Quarter past ten. Oh, yeah. You know, so there's no reason, really. Yeah. Are you watching it, Jill? Yeah, and I read the book, and I have to say that like there was a lot of fuss about the book, but I wasn't crazy about the book, and I'm loving the TV series. I think it's really, really well done. Um, and, yeah, you know, the first episode, I think it was, I think that was the one, or maybe it was the second episode. There was one long and very lingering scene, but the rest of it's grand, you know? It's... It builds suspense really well and, uh, you know, what's lovely about it is it's not clichéd. Even though it's rural Ireland, there's no real clichés hanging over that, which you often get with some of those dramas. So, yeah, I think it's it's one of the best things I've seen in RT in quite a long time. Your man Lenny, he, he's, is he a film director? Yeah, Lenny Abramson, sure. Didn't he win the Academy Award for Room? Oh, so he's good then? Yeah. I think that's the same guy now. Somebody will correct me very quickly if I'm wrong, but... I think that's who it is. So it's, it's well done. Well, it, it makes me very edgy, but it, in a good way. Yeah, well, it's written by, the book was written by Sally Rooney and there's a lot of fuss around here. That her, and the Americans love her writing as well. Um, her two books now, this one and uh, Conversations with Friends, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they start looking to make something out of that as well. So it, it's great to see Irish talent um, come through like that. Though strangely enough, the main character is not an Irish actress and yet she nails the accent. It's really oh, flawless. I, I couldn't believe her accent. Yeah. I mean, did you think that, Sarah, her accent is just superb? Yeah, I, I only found out after I watched the first two episodes that she was not Irish and I, I thought, you know, she had it down to a T, you know, even mannerisms and gestures, everything was kind of, you know, spot on. So I was really surprised by it as well. But like, like the books as well, like I read Normal People and I read Conversations with Friends and I would agree. I, I, to be honest, Gillian, I'd agree with you because I thought the book was very well written. I think Sally Rooney's a really good author. Like she's, she's very good at her craft, but I thought the plot was lacking. And I suppose that kind of that sort of the way it's portrayed in the television series maybe wasn't captured in the book and it, and it did come across as a bit cliche in the novel um, and conversations with, with friends her first novel was a um, totally different storyline but um, it you know very very technically good but I sometimes think the plot is lacking and, and I think this is kind of what the TV show yeah. has brought to light The only thing I really like about it is that the, 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 the young guys in it are as mean as a lot of the young women in it. Yeah. You know, it, 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 she hasn't gone down that route either. Yeah. No, yeah They're all kind of nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some of them are innocent. And your man's a very good Gaelic footballer, actually. And it turns out he, he played, I think he played minor with Kildare. Yeah, it looks it looks like it. That scene was fairly good. Uh, there's some mean adults in it as well, Joe. Don't be bashing all the young people. You know. The, oh, no, no. Jeepers, yeah. oh, yeah. Sure, but your adults are kind of generally mean. 
Okay. But, but, you know, <laughs> we, we get we get to a certain point, and it, you almost take it for granted that we are. There's one tiny thing that's bugging me about the show. Um, and that's the fact that his car doesn't have a novice sticker on it. Like, he's clearly older than, you know, the 18 years that he'd have to be 19 at most if he's doing his leave in certain was sent to school late. I mean, he can't be older than 19 in the, in the programme, in the drama. But the actor's much older than that. So you've got to suspend disbelief for a little bit anyway. Um, yeah, but they could also, have stuck a novice sticker on his car. There's no leaving cert student around there who's driving without a novice sticker. But how young is his mother? Well, she was very young when she had him, uh, as I, if I recall correctly from the novel. Um, she would have been uh, uh, kind of an older teenager or something like that when she right. had him. So, which kind of explains why she's pretty relaxed about him bringing the girlfriend home and that. But yeah, that's another bit I find a bit strange because she definitely looks like she's in and around the same age as <laughs> supposed to have been his mother. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's, it's really good. Um, I, I was trying to think of, you know, uh, foreigners who've done really good Irish accents. I, I think um, th- this, what's her name again? She she was in um, Cold Feet, I think. She was one of the twins in Cold Feet. The oh, actress. I didn't see Cold Feet. Uh, yeah, she was. Anyway. Um, the, the only Irish, decent Irish accent I've heard from anybody else is Kate Blanchett in Veronica Guerin. That was very good, but not as not good as, as, flawless, not, no, as flawless, not as flawless as Tom Cruise in Far and Away. Stop, Joe. That's dreadful. Dreadful. Best Irish accent ever. Worst. That was the greatest joke ever. <laughs> Alice, you have to watch this thing. Normal people is really, really I'll good. I'll give it a back. I'll give it a But God knows we have the time to do it. Yeah, there's some... Uh, just, ah, uh, look. Uh, anyway, we, we'll talk no more about it other than to say, Sarah, you're giving it a big thumbs up anyway. I am. And so is everybody else. Okay. Let's move on then uh, to uh, Corrie. Yasmin Metcalf, I'm arresting you on suspicion of assault. You do not have to say anything, but it may harm your defence if you do not mention when questioned something which you later rely on in court. Anything you do say will be given in evidence. Do you understand? What please sit down. You tell him I'm sorry. Tell him I'm sorry, please. Right, so more complaints, I think, to the regulator in the UK uh, about this. Uh, Yasmin stabbed her husband uh, with a wine bottle in the neck. He's lucky that's all he got. What? (laughs) You can't be saying that kind of thing on radio. (laughs) Well, I'll take it back, though, but there you go. Uh, Poor Yasmin, that's all I can say. This thing's been coming to a head for a while. He has been absolutely horrible to her. And I know there's no excuse for violence in any direction, but I think she just, he, he did her head in completely. The mental torture, you know, he made her wear a dress going out for a few drinks that you wouldn't put on your mother. It was that bad, but she wore it because she was terrified of upsetting him. And she came back and it looked like she was having a row with him, when in fact he was having a row with her. He was the one controlled. He locked her into the house. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, which is just one of the things he did in a long line of things that he has been doing to her. You know, he's he's not like, but and who Jeff, um, whoever is playing, and I can never get the the actor's name. He's doing a fantastic job, and so is the woman that's playing Yasmin, because they're portraying exactly that kind of abuse, and I think that's what the writers wanted to portray. 
Right. You know? And actually, we've been talking about it for real, unfortunately, on the show over the last week or so, coercive control and how with the COVID-19 restrictions, it's a, a bigger and on bigger issue. Yeah, on the increase. But, but poor, you know, poor Yasmin in her position, she's such a frail little thing and you can see the impact, the build-up of it was really good and you saw where it was leading. So really what happened to her was she just popped. Mm. You know, she did really Jeff survive? Um, he did, yes, he survived. You sound um, a bit disappointed, but anyway, he survived. I, <laughs> you know what it is? It's just the, the armchair viewer um, attitude. Oh my God, I would do more. Do you know that kind of a way? Mm. But uh, you're just like, you feel sorry for her at the end. That that was the only way out that she could see. That yeah. was the only way out that she could see. And that's the sad part about it. And she still believes that she's the one in the wrong. And if you watch it, you'll see that that's the way it's going to go. Right. Sounds interesting at the moment. So that's yeah. Coronation Very Street. Good, yeah. I'm Very good. And, and I'm assuming, I, I saw something about Emmerdale doing some filming or considering some filming where they would literally have half hour long conversations between two characters socially distanced because obviously they're going to run out of episodes on the soaps, aren't they? They are, yes. And they're kind of running out of thinking um, what way they're going to do this. But I assume that both Carnation Street and Emmerdale will introduce their series with, with the COVID-19, you know, aspect to it. Because if it's true, you know, it's supposed to be true life drama, so we're going to see um, references to that in well, one way. They won't have much choice if people are having conversations, you know, uh, across Being rooms. They're going to have to contextualise it in some way. <laughs> <laughs> having a full out row at that distance. That should be fun. What did you say? <laughs> Throw that insult at me again. Phone yeah. me. <laughs> exactly, phone me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, so that is Cory uh, on Virgin Media and uh, Afterlife is on Netflix. People think all those things I miss doing with Lisa, I could just do them anyway. They're missing the point. I miss doing nothing with Lisa. Be strong. Everybody's struggling. It's not always their fault. The last thing you should do is drink alone. When she died, everyone tried to help me and it sort of saved me. I feel that I should help the people who helped me. So it's number two in Ireland on Netflix, um, Gillian. This is the kind of thing that I think I should watch, but I can't uh, for only one reason. Ricky Gervais is in it. Yeah, mm, yeah, he's, he's definitely Marmite, you know. You either kind of love him or hate him. I'm a fan. I like Ricky, you know. I So, yeah, I've watched everything he's done, I think. Um, and this is probably his most popular work. And yet it's not my favourite, strangely enough. Now, there's no denying he's superb in this. He's really very, very good at portraying a man who is grieving. He shows love, sentimentality, um, grief, and everything surrounding that really, really well. Um, but, yeah, it's I don't think it's as funny, I suppose. It's not going to be funny as some of the other stuff. There's, 
certain aspects of his humour I don't like anyway. Um, there's a character in this that lots of the fans love, a psychiatrist that I just detested. But uh, it's, it's, it's kind of worth a watch, but it's not, I don't think it's his best work when everybody else is saying it is. I, I don't understand that. If I was recommending a series, I'd probably recommend Derek over this, which is set in a nursing home. Um, and I initially didn't want to even go there because I thought it was making fun of people with... Um, the older people and people with disabilities but it's actually the furthest thing from the truth because Ricky actually has a, a really strong social conscience despite all the stuff that he says um, and that's what he was trying to show in Derek so I think that's a good watch instead of uh, Afterlife the, look Afterlife will pass the time it's good I'll probably watch series 3 when it comes out but to me it, it yeah I, I prefer the deeper stuff that he has done um, in things like Derek Right. Um, Sarah, are you a Ricky Gervais fan? Um, not not particularly. I mean, I, it's not that I'm not a fan. I just haven't really watched much of his, of anything that he's done. Um, but I've heard of Afterlife. Um, definitely worth, definitely worth a watch at least. But um, I haven't really watched enough to kind of know if I would like him or not, to be honest. And what about you, Alice? Oh, I just see his face and get annoyed. Oh, really? You just don't like yeah. him at all? No, I don't like his humour. I don't like, you know, his acting. I don't know why, because, you know, you have to have a reason. I just look at it like, oh, for God's sake, I'm not watching him. <laughs> That's well, this. Maybe I can't my explain it. A good one, eh? Joe, can I ask you something? Oh, God. What? Just, can I just say good morning to Christy Punchy O'Donnell, who's delighting us with his culinary skills throughout this COVID-19. His culinary skills? His culinary skills. Go on, exp- explain that to me now. How, how is well, that? happening. All the old-fashioned uh, cooking that my mom used to do, he seems to remember the ingredients, the whole lot. He makes a, he makes a, a sausage, bacon and pudding breakfast pie, and I've never seen anything like it in my life, but it looks delicious. A breakfast pie of mm, sausage? Bacon. Yeah, eggs and pudding, and it's all in there, and I'm not quite sure again how he does it, but you know, it looks delicious. Right. And, and he does a fish chowder. But he sends us on all the pictures. Cause, you know, as you know, there's nine sisters and three brothers there. Well, there's seven now. Um, and he sends it on. And it's like a little community and we see what he's doing. <laughs> I have to say, I can't remember even who it was, but on a socially distanced basis, I came across someone over the weekend who knows you or is related to you, Alice. Or I, but sure, everyone in Limerick seems to... <laughs> you seem to be the common denominator in Limerick life. Oh yeah, Jim's on wireless. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, um, let's move on then to I think it's number five on Netflix, Hollywood. This town's all about dreams, and some of my customers don't just come here for gas. What's the password again? Dreamland. Dreamland. I want to go to Dreamland. You get in the car with them, have a drink, maybe. You know, sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you have to service. No, I came here to be a movie star. I want to take the story of Hollywood and give it a rewrite. They pass a picture that we're very excited about. It's about fame and what Hollywood does to people. This is our screenwriter, Archie Coleman. Pleasure to meet you. You're colored. I love it. If we change the way that movies are made, I think you can change the world. I want you to be the star. Really? 
you want something, you have to declare it. I'll do anything. I am not just a star. I am a star maker. Hollywood. Now, this sounds interesting. It's fun. It's great fun. Um, it's, it's 1950s Hollywood and about young people trying to make it. Nobody's trying to make it in Hollywood. It's made by Ryan Murphy, who made Glee and American Horror Store. He's really slick. Everything is, you know, it's all that Technicolor feel. Reminds me a little bit of that Amazon Prime series, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is really successful because of, you know, giving you that 1950s Hollywood feel of the style, it's the glamour, it's the, the hairdos, all of that kind of thing. This is funny. Um, it's also kind of showing the, the racist, sexist side of Hollywood as well. Would not recommend it to anybody who complained about normal people because if they were shocked by that, they're going to be doubly shocked by Hollywood. Yes, and sounds like Hollywood hasn't changed that dramatically based on what's come out over the last few years. No, definitely not. There's a particular character who's based on a real-life person um, who's coming up in a few episodes' time uh, who's supposed to be the the Harvey Weinstein of his time. Right, okay. Very good. Very interesting. Thank you very much to Gillian, uh, to Alice and to Sarah. And the recommendations are Hollywood on Netflix, Afterlife, uh, which is number two on Netflix in Ireland at the moment, Coronation Street on Virgin Media and Normal People on RT1. And I think it's on the BBC3 um, as well. Lots more to come on the show. Call Limerick today now on 461995.